I I wonder that when, you know, because right now we're recording this and it's early October. I wonder that if when you die and you become a ghost, do ghosts have acne? Oh, God. Like, is it when you die that, like, exactly as you look at the moment of death is how your ghost looks? Yeah, I hope not. Or do you, like, become perfect looking? Yeah, I feel like... uh, I guess it depends on what level you go into in the afterlife. Ghosts are kind of colorless, though, so at the very least, like, you don't have redness. You know what I mean? As a ghost, which is good. Yeah, that's true. You just would have texture. You still would probably have acne scars as a ghost, but... And maybe a couple actives, but they wouldn't be... (laughs) You but know. then they'd be active forever. Like they're gonna be. Can you stuck. imagine all of eternity having like a throbbing, like cystic acne that on your would jawline? Soik. Oh, it's soik. Honestly. I'm Ellen, and I'm Hannah. This is Pretty Zitty. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our show. I am Ellen. Turner, 25 and a quarter at this point, almost 25 and a half if you think about it a little too much. And Hannah, my co-host, tell them a little about yourself, Hannah. Hi, I'm Hannah. I'm 24 and three quarters, and I had to think about that a few times, but I'm going to turn the big two five soon. I'm looking forward to that crisis of confidence. It's a good, good, good life crisis, and I applaud people who have the confidence to say it's a quarter life crisis because they don't know that they're going to live to 100 more likely it's a third of a life crisis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. So, but anyway. Anyway, this is a show called Pretty Zitty. This is a beautiful show, a lovely show. And this is the part two of our very incredible and lovely conversation with Karina Hillman. Let's just give a little brief little overview about this sweet little chat that we had about Accutane. Accutane, also known as isotretinoin. I don't know how to pronounce it. That's the Isotretinoin, I think. And we had a conversation with Karina about her experience on that and also just how challenging it is to even get on it in the first place and then the maintenance you have to do throughout the process. So, And she's also going to go through her products that she currently uses. And I bought one of them and I haven't used it yet because it hasn't arrived yet. That's great. Love that. Yeah, this is definitely 100% not dermatologist approved. It's more just like two people who have used Accutane talking about their experience and me who has not used Accutane listening um, and chiming in here and there with a few tidbits of personal perspective. Yep. Because this medication has so much backstory to it. Like it is a lot of people tote it as the thing that changes your life and it does change your skin forever. Right. For most people, it does change it for the better. But for a very decent amount of people also, it doesn't change your skin Absolutely. for the better. Yeah. Relapse from Accutane is a real and not uncommon experience for people. To your point, Ellen, like it is touted as like the acne solution to all solutions and you cannot use it until you've really gone down the road of every other solution so by the time you get to accutane in some regards i kind of would consider you to be an expert on acne treatments and acne skincare because your dermatologist likely wouldn't recommend it to you unless you've really tried you know most topicals at that point and maybe even a few medications yeah So let's jump back into our conversation with Karina. This is part two, our chat about Accutane. So when did you get on Accutane? 
I did Accutane my sophomore year of college and I started it in the winter and then I ended it in the end of summer. Okay, I love talking about Accutane. I am so excited to talk about Accutane with you if you're down for it because it is such a journey for everyone. And also you said you started it in the winter, which is brutal. Yeah. The main thing that was rough for me, and Hannah, I'm sure you can speak to this as well, but getting to the point where a doctor is willing to prescribe you Accutane is a nightmare. I finally went to a dermatologist when I was home for winter break and he said, yes, like it's clear you need to be on Accutane, but I can't do that because you have to do so much like meetups and not meetups, appointments, like follow-up appointments and blood drawing. And so I went to Colorado, back to school, and I didn't have a car. So I would take three buses to get to the dermatologist office. And then I would have to do that for that. And then also the blood draw, because you do it like a blood draw every month. But before I was on it, I found out that I had mono. And so I kind of was not sure if I should take it at that time, but it had been such a like mess getting to the point where someone would prescribe it to me that I just didn't tell them I had mono. And I was like, well, I'm not pregnant, so I'm sure it's fine. And yeah, that was definitely a low point in life. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Knock me when I'm down. Jeez. So tell us, like, what were you experiencing? I mean, having mono alone is a, a nightmare. nightmare. I hate, I hate mono. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. Well, I was super paranoid about drinking. I don't know. Are you not supposed to drink on Accutane? You're not supposed to because Accutane affects your liver. And so, you know, obviously when you drink, your liver can't detoxify the alcohol as easily. So you're not supposed to drink. I think you can drink a little bit, but they really don't recommend. Yeah, I remember taking that very seriously. And I was dating a guy at the time. And of course, I was way too embarrassed to tell him I was taking Accutane. I thought that was like the most shameful thing ever. So I kept it a secret, but wasn't a great relationship. He also drank a ton and did a lot of drugs. And so I was sober all the time around this group of people who are really into not even partying, but like sad drinking. And it was such an uncomfortable time. But, you know, luckily I had mono, so I got to sleep through a lot of it, which is a win for everyone. But Oh my God. I feel like those first two years of college are just like, I don't know who my friends are. And I had to go through a lot of weird groups of people that I did not like to get to good friends. Same. And the sad drinking, I relate to that. I didn't really partake, but I was like, I remember being sober at stuff like that and just being like, yeah, why am I here? I should leave, but I didn't leave. Why didn't I leave? That's what I always wonder. And I, yeah, I genuinely don't understand that, but I am glad that I did Accutane because it helped my skin beyond what I could have ever imagined. It was insane, but I was very sensitive to any type of like thing I thought was acne after I did Accutane because to me it was this black and white while I did it and I suffered through it. So everything should be perfect. And I had this portal with the dermatologist that I had been seeing and I would send her panicked messages anytime I got a pimple. I feel so bad for this woman (laughs) or the nurse who was answering it. But I would be like, I don't know, like I have a pimple. It's on my right cheek. Like it's not going away. And she was like, you're fine. And it was. It was very sparse. Yeah. Yeah. Accutane is something that I'm considering doing if I can do it. And it's warmer here in the winter. So I feel like it would might be easier because it's so drying. So like I know that Hannah, you had really dry skin when you were on Accutane and like other crap that I don't even remember. Right? 
Yeah, I feel like I had really dry skin. My lips were really dry. And then, like, one of the side effects is also, like, achiness. Like, your whole body can kind of ache. And I definitely got some of that. There are definitely, like, so many articles and, like, things online where people, like, will give you tips for how to deal with the dryness. And actually, like, Aquaphor is really good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Maybe not putting it all over your face like you did when you were younger, but (laughs) it definitely helps. Yeah. I will say, too, I was wildly depressed on Accutane. And, like, it was kind of predictable. I should have known. I probably should have been on medication regardless of the Accutane. But I will say that after persuading an old psychiatrist to sign a waiver, I regret that. I think if I could go back, (laughs) I would have put myself on something to get through it. Because if you already have struggled with something like that, it definitely, definitely is real. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a huge side effect, and that was really scary for me, too. And I think back, and I definitely was depressed when I was on it, and I don't know if it was the Accutane or my life circumstances. Probably both. (laughs) True. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If I'm being honest. But yeah, I I totally relate to that. I feel like that's something that people should be wary of because it's a real thing. But I don't know. We've talked about on the show, like, you know, you get to a point in your life with your acne where you're like, I'm already sad about my acne and I don't know there's something sometimes where you're like willing to just like accept the side effects you're like whatever I don't care yeah just go for it at and least aside from like the terrible side effects and the fact that it is crazy expensive I'll also say I think it's like a I don't know if it's like personality or mindset but I definitely think some people pull it off you know I feel like you have to go in with not high hopes because it's not perfect but also at least think that like maybe it can get better. I don't know. It's like being optimistic and hopeful, but I don't know. I just think that there's no way to get perfect skin. And if there was, everyone would do it. And I can say that I still get acne. I don't think it's as bad as it was before. I mean, before I would never even consider leaving my room without concealer. But, you know, that said, especially with hormones and when you're a woman, it it just shows up. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Right now I'm taking like a hormone balance supplement and it's helping and I am so happy that it is, but I'm also kind of sad because it's like reinforcing that all of these expensive things that I've bought over the years, like these $70 serums and like $80 boxes of chemical peels, they're really not doing anything because this is a hormonal issue like this is something that can't be fixed by topicals alone Mm -hmm. yeah and that was such a strange thing to me was realizing too that I was way too harsh on my skin because I didn't really put two and two I didn't even know hormonal acne was a thing I guess like no one really explained that to me fully so I always yeah had the mentality of like oh well I can use products to make it go away And I don't know if that's possible. Like, I feel like hormonal acne is hormonal acne. It's just going to be there when it wants to. Yeah. So we've talked about like Accutane and I do. So you would recommend Accutane to people who may. Actually, I'll just let you answer it. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I think I personally would. I think a huge part of that, though, for me is I felt like I didn't have a ton of other financial stressors, too, which made it easier. And then I also think that despite all of like the pain that I felt, it was very much worth it in my mind where 
I mean, aside from like mental and like insecurities and things like that, like acne is painful. And I feel like people sometimes don't acknowledge that because they think you're all in your head. And it's, you know, I think especially if you struggle with cystic acne, I personally found it to be really helpful. And yeah, but I also recognize that it's not an easy decision. And I definitely think it's a decision that someone should take their time, like considering all the factors and kind of creating a buffer support network or like a plan in place if things go awry, because it can be really hard if you are feeling really depressed and you're on it to stop because you're like, well, I'll just push it a little bit further. But I think having people hold you accountable and who love you, who are like, it's not worth it. It's kind of helpful in those times. That's good to know. Cause I know like we tell people on this podcast a lot, like always talk to your dermatologist and your doctor. Like that's a big thing, but also like I've done so much research into Accutane personally for my personal life. And the depression factor is one of the bigger concerns for me because I just have other underlying issues with that already. So like it does kind of freak me out a little bit, but it's good to know like building a community to hold you accountable if you do decide to go on it. That's a really, really good tip. I love that. Yeah. And I think another thing that was really important to me was I knew it was temporary. I knew it wasn't going to be forever. It was very much a set timeline of when it would be done. And that was helpful because normal, like normal, like I feel like depression times for me don't have that feeling of, I know this is going to be over soon. So I think that is like a little caveat to like, even if you do feel down, it's a much better situation you can find yourself in and you're almost like more prepared for it than at other times in your life. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I also want to, Hannah, do you have any other questions or can I ask one last one? Ask a question. Yeah. We always like to ask people what they're using for their skin now because even though products aren't the savior of life, they do provide a little bit of fun in life. So I always want to ask people, what are you using and what's your routine look like? Yeah, that's a super fun question. I have a pretty set routine when it comes to skincare. I like CeraVe for lotion and for face wash. And occasionally I'll use like a face wash with salicylic acid. How do you say that? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Salicylic. Yeah, Yeah, salicylic salicylic And I think that has been helpful, especially in times when it's like summer and my skin maybe is slightly oilier, but also I think just needs to have some like exfoliation. And a product that I am so dedicated to that I sent to both of my sisters in the mail without them asking for it is this niacinamide zinc formula from The Ordinary. It's life-changing for me because I am one of those people who's so neurotic about skincare now that I don't like lotion. It makes me feel gross. It makes me feel like a little panicked, but it's super gentle. I feel like it lasts a really long time. And I don't know why, but it really lowers the amount of pimples that I get on like a regular basis. And I don't understand it, but swear by it. That is super good to know because I will say that Glossier has a version of it that it has a lower, I think it has a lower niacinamide count. Fact check on that to our intern. Um, we don't have an intern. We don't have an intern. I was like, oh. <laughs> that. <laughs> well, but, and the, the yeah. Ordinary is more affordable too than Glossier. Like, Yeah. I've spent so much money on face masks or even I spend ridiculous amounts of time at drugstores even now just looking at the different 
soaps and online at all the different like cool and I don't know like do you guys know youth to the people Mm -hmm. yeah like anything that has like a pretty strong branding where I've probably been marketed it because I google what's wrong with my skin like all the time yeah so it's nice to find something that's like inexpensive and also just like very transparent about what's in it you know that they're not really marketing it for like yeah like for fixing everything or for fixing all your blackheads but for just I don't know what sorry. <laughs> sorry, I sneezed. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, no, you're good. That was cute. <laughs> I'm looking at the description of the serum right now and I am already gonna I already know I'm gonna buy it. I think it's nice. I think it's gentle. I think too, it's one of those things where there's so many acne products that can actually do more harm than good. And it's kind of reassuring to find something where you know, at worst, you just don't like it, but it's not gonna yeah. like super dry out your skin. It's not gonna be like over lotion or I don't know. Is that a word? I just made it up, but it's not gonna feel like Makes sense. greasy, you know? It's just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to purchase this. I'm gonna buy it too, actually. I found my old piggy bank in my room this weekend, and there oh is definitely this serum is $5.60, and I know that there is at least $5.60 worth in change. You're a rich yeah, woman, Ellen. <laughs> yeah, I'm rolling in some coin, my friend. There's never like one saving grace product, but I like it. That's the best you can hope for. Yeah. yeah. Especially for the price point. Oh my gosh. Totally. I, yeah. I, I can't think. Hannah, do you have a product like that where it's like super nice that you would actually buy it for somebody else? No. <laughs> I don't know if it says more about the products or the way I treat people in my life. I don't know. Um, no, I, I just think I I don't have anything that I'm so passionate about, I guess. Yeah. I think it's what's <laughs> nice about it too, though, is it's not like designated for like a specific skin type. Which is nice because both my sisters do have good skin, but it was one of those things where I felt, you know, it still can help. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you very much for being on our show. Thank you both so much. much. Don't be a stranger. Talk to me anytime or if you guys are ever out west, let me know because I will probably be out here. Yeah. (laughs) Jack boys. Yeah. Out west. Maybe we can all go backpacking and get some backcountry zits. Yeah, maybe we'll do like an episode where we're in the field. <laughs> field work. Yeah, field work. Where Get we're some like of those back uh, sweat back up. pimples and the uh, <laughs> sweat stash pimples. The best. Oh God, I have some right now. Me too. The best. I think, you know, the goal of this show in general and it's something that Karina really embodied was reducing that stigma around talking about acne and talking about how we're dealing with it because we ideally don't want this for life and you know Karina talked about how she was even afraid to mention to someone that she was dating that she was on Accutane and that's so relatable because I remember being on Accutane being so embarrassed to tell people that I was taking it like why are my lips peeling oh I don't know it's just cold outside yeah, that's part of it. But also I'm on like a really serious drug that like has that side effect. But because it's associated with Accutane, it's embarrassing, unlike other, you know, medical conditions that you would seek out a medication for. But she was super honest with us about it. And I do hope that, you know, even though I didn't feel comfortable talking about Accutane, more people who are on it or interested in it don't feel like there's shame in going on it, especially now with like a rise in 
you know, like the wellness community and like naturally heal your skin. And and I think that there's a lot of lovely stuff associated with that, but there's also nothing wrong with like going to your dermatologist and getting something that you think would help. Even, you know, though there are some other people out there who are like, oh, it didn't work for me. Like you just don't know. And so the more conversations that we can have about it, I feel like the better it's all going to be for everyone. Yeah. And I know that there's a bunch of different trials that they have to even like test you out on to get onto Accutane. Like you have to do blood tests. And then if those blood tests come back with something that, you know, you can't be on it, you can't be on it. It's the best thing for you to not be on it. So 100%. Yeah. It's okay if you can't try it. And the overall like theme and takeaway of this episode to me is if you want to be on Accutane, just know that it's going to be really hard before it gets really good. That's right. And you have to accept that. And if you accept it, then you're going to be in a much better mindset going through a really, really tough health period. It's just helpful to understand the risks and accept them and then move forward if that's what you decide to do. No shame in that game and owning it. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. No shame in that game and owning it. Our music is by Blade 2. And original thought commentary... Zest for Zits by... By us. <laughs> by us. <laughs> by the girls. The girls. It's just the girls. I was watching Beetlejuice the other day, and Beetlejuice has pretty terrible skin. <laughs> oh He's terrible skin. He's hilarious, though. I didn't know he was a demon. He's a demon? Yeah, Beetlejuice is a demon. Thought maybe he was like a zombie or a warlock. No, he's a demon. I had no idea. I just, I didn't know what I thought Beetlejuice was. I thought he was like a ghost, I think, a ghosty. He does have sort of rough skin, I will say. I mean, it's a bit textured. I mean, it's just like, it's the makeup for sure. But, you know, Beetlejuice, if you're listening, (laughs) this one's for you. Beetlejuice, Um, we, we appreciate the representation. Yeah, we really do in the afterlife, afterlife representation.